Welcome to the First 90 Days podcast, bringing you the real story of how to go from idea to business in just 90 days. This podcast is focused on the journey of building startup Upski, a website performance monitoring tool. I'm your host, Lauren Davis, founder of The Growth Academy. And I'm Mark Berman, co-founder of What What Ventures and founder and head of product of the startup Upski. So today is day 47 of the first 90 days, titled Nurturing Your First Customers. In the last episode, we talked about the lead to paying customer strategy, how to demonstrate real value to your leads, and when and how you should contact your leads to have the best chance of building a real relationship and ultimately converting them. Today, in the same vein, but we're going to be talking specifically about nurturing your first customers, essentially How can you map out a flow that is going to contact them at the right time with the right offers so that they want to become paying customers and advocates of your brand? So Mark, in the last episode, I believe we agreed that email would be the primary channel for us when communicating with our leads for Upski and that we would also explore the use of Facebook Messenger marketing and a chatbot for those leads to sign up to you for those leads that sign up to use that integration that Upski will offer. Um, but today, let's focus on email. And I want to get practical and talk about the actual series of emails that we'll be sending out to our leads um, and how we can structure that content um, for success. Sound good? Sounds great, Lauren. So I guess with that in mind, the last episode, we talked about the types of messages that one could be using instead of just doing a hard sell, so more maybe, I don't know, softer sell, being more friendly, focusing more on uh, benefits and so on. Can you maybe walk through your thinking just just in terms of this? Yes, absolutely. So I think in the last episode, we talked about almost tailoring your communication around your different objectives and obviously sell being your main objective, but thinking more broadly about other things you'll need to achieve to, to achieve that sale. So for example, education, people need to fully understand why they need the features that you're selling uh, to then be able to be converted to the sale. We also talked about engagement, so building a relationship between, like a real relationship and a deeper relationship between your lead or customer and your brand and almost building, starting to drive that advocacy that you want later on because it will help you with referrals and, and retention and keeping that customer as long as possible. But one thing I was thinking about since our last call was an additional objective, which is called feedback. So I spoke about, and you also spoke about 30 days being you know, our expected sales cycle and almost structuring our communications with that in mind. So you know, trying to convert a customer by 30 days after them signing up as a lead. So the last objective I was thinking is around feedback. So because obviously right now we're working on assumptions and hypotheses, let's say we have 50% of leads who are getting to 30 days and haven't actually converted. I think it's really important then at that stage for us to understand why. So I'd like to also suggest we add in a feedback objective where we ask customers why directly, um, maybe form a survey with a few questions around, you know, did they, did they see value? Would they recommend the product? Do they have any suggestions for improvement? And ultimately, why are they not converting to paid? So then we can use that to obviously improve the offering itself, but also work it backwards into the communications before then. But 
I still think we can focus the majority of content on upsell, say 60% of our communications, but yeah, mix it up. Also, the upkeep brand is meant to be fun and it is fun and it is human. So we really want to show that and, and build a more dynamic relationship than just a transactional one. That makes sense, Lauren. Uh, and those four buckets that you described just in terms of objectives, I think, you know, resonate really well. So, so maybe with that in mind, how do you think, you know, um, whether it's us or, you know, a similar type of organization should be thinking about sequencing just the, the you know, the, the various different messaging within these buckets uh, from a rollout perspective? I mean, to start with, I like to just use a simple framework to help guide my thoughts. Um, so almost just a table and we will offer this. It's called the Customer Nurture Plan. So for our listeners, they can access the the template I'm about to talk about um, through the Growth Academy blog. But almost just map out a template that says day, and this is day since sign up as a lead. So day zero would be the day that your lead signs up. The topic of the email, your objective, which is one of those four buckets I spoke before spoke about before, and then what content you might include in that email communication. So you know, this is an exercise I've done since we last spoke. Uh, so I'll just walk you through it really quickly. So day zero, as you sign up for a product, it's common now almost 100% of the time to get a confirmation email. And this email is normally quite basic. You know, you've signed up. Thank you. Here are your login details. Um, but I think for us, this is when we can start the education job. So someone would have signed up to free. They may not have even seen the various features that are offered. So in this email, we can start to talk about what you get firstly as a free user, but allude to what else there is. So we'll talk about the regions available, the different integrations, uh, what you get through your account dashboard and have a link for someone to log back in. So they get used to that process of, of interacting with Upski and experiencing the product. So I guess that's almost just how you've signed up. Uh, and then after that, so day two, we can do our first sell message. So this is where we assume they have a basic understanding of the different features and at, le and at least what they have and what they don't have. So this is where we could talk about why they should care about the rest of the features. So essentially summarize what is the paid plan? Why would you want it? And, you know, if we have some sort of traction metrics we can include there. And what I mean by that is like, 2,000 users have signed up to this in the last couple of weeks or 100 users updated their region yesterday. I know we won't have this to start with, but down the track, it's something we can add in. So yeah, for now, just focus on feature overview and, and upselling based on those. How do those two sound just as our first two emails? Oh yeah, I mean, that, that makes complete sense. Awesome. So then what I thought we could do is take each of the features, that it, each of the key features that you get as a paid user and almost each one of those could be its own communication. Firstly, because we want to try and upsell and you can, with Upski at least, you can upsell different features. For example, SMS is not part of the paid, it's a separate feature. But also secondly, it will give us some insight into which is the feature that people really want. Given it's a plan and a bucket of features, this will just help us figure out if it's you know, is it regions that people really want or is it the load time thresholds or, or the faster probe intervals? So a number of the following communications I've suggested, you know, on day five and day eight and uh, almost three, every three days, I suggest we contact them after that. And 
uh, mostly around upselling the features. But then based on what I was talking about before, uh, I thought at day 11, we could talk about the upskey story. So, you know, we're doing this podcast, which is amazing, talking about the story of building it and some of the challenges and some of the wins and sharing that with our audience and, and our listeners. And we're getting great feedback. So why not also use that within the onboarding flow? So people who are starting to experience upski can, you know, take a step back and hear, hear how it all came about and almost be part of this journey, but at a later date, if you're okay, if you're okay with that approach. Yeah, that makes sense. I really like that approach. It's uh, feels way more human than, I don't know, just like, like we discussed before, you know, doing a, a hard sell. Then for now, I think it's mostly upsell after that until day 28 when I've suggested getting feedback through, through a survey, like I mentioned before. But, you know, let's say a month in, I think we could add in one or two communications around credibility. So ideally one of our first customers, and, you know, we've got a few partners in mind, when one of them comes on and successfully uses Upski, we work with them on almost their story and how can we showcase their experience of Upski and how it's supported or developed their business. So uh, obviously something we'll, we'll need to add after we go live and, and after we have customers, but I think it would help because then it shows that it's real and it shows, it shows the benefit in a different way rather than us just saying it's great and you should buy it. Very cool. Uh, I guess for for the listeners, in terms of the sequence that you shared, how should folks be thinking about this in terms of their business? Is this kind of like, a, I don't know, a cookie cutter approach where you can basically just, regardless of the business, just kind of implement the same approach? Or is there, I don't know, a different thought process that, that people should, should go, go through? Or is there something that they can use to inform how to approach it and, and, and so on. Cool. So, I mean, I wish there was a cookie cutter approach. That would be amazing. But it really does vary between businesses. I think the once every three days and then, you know, petering out towards the end of your flow is the a good approach. But it really is down to testing. So, I mean, just to walk through how I got to this. Firstly, I did competitive research. So, you know, I signed up to all of our competitors months ago when we first were talking about Upski just to see the series of emails. And so I collected all of them and almost mapped those out so I could see, try to get some insight into what their strategy was. Interestingly, most of our competitors don't seem to have much of an email nurture flow. So I guess the question is whether they just haven't thought to do this or whether it was not effective for them, but I, you know, we'll try it still and see what, and see if it works for us. But I think start there, regardless of your business, take a look at your competitors, particularly the ones with a huge audience uh, that have been around for a while, because hopefully you can benefit from their test and learn and yeah, almost follow suit. Secondly, I guess experience is helpful. So I've worked with a number of online tools and online platform startups before. So I've mapped out a bunch of these nurture series and it's something I really enjoy. So that helps, but you know, for our listeners who don't have that experience. Another tip as well as looking at competitors is just think about your users. So who is your customer? How much time do they have? How frequently do they check their emails? How many emails are they likely to have? And are they really going to sieve through and look at yours? I would always go for quality over quantity. So um, just think that through. And how many messages do you really have to say? You know, if you have 
if you don't have any uh, case studies yet or testimonials and quite a one-dimensional product, which there's nothing wrong with that, but it might be hard to come up with eight or nine different communications, in which case don't invent them. Just start with go for quality and, and see what works. You know, track track your open rates, track your click-through rates and track your conversion to customer and then build, build from there. That makes sense. Um, cool. And then I think, you know, trial and error. So the approach I mentioned, which is, you know, say we've got five features and we're going to do one summary feature email, but then one email for each of the features that's essentially just us doing trial and error. So, you know, the ad regions email might get zero response. And then that's an insight for us that people are not so bothered to add regions or we're not communicating well enough why they should want to. But we might find that the load time thresholds is a huge draw card for people. So then we might go, we're going to swap the order. We're going to pull load time thresholds forwards and we're going to change the content for our ad regions email. So you know, just test, test, test until it works for you. Love it. I'm sure for many of the listeners, they're probably thinking, wow, this is a whole bunch of extra additional work. But following the theme that we've been chatting about on prior podcasts around automation, uh, are there any tools that, that you might suggest pros and cons, you know, versus different offerings out there and, and, and so on? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I'm a big fan of automation. I think automate everything that can be automated for your business. Because, yeah, time is your most precious commodity. But so tools, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are using MailChimp. This seems to be the most popular email marketing tool for early entrepreneurs. It's great because it's free. Uh, I think under 1,000 subscribers, maybe even 2,000, depending on how many emails you send. So and, and MailChimp's really easy to use. There's just a section of it called automation, and that's where you can map out this sequence. So keep it simple. Day zero, I want to send this. Day one, day four, etc. Exactly as it sounds. So nothing wrong with MailChimp, except that your emails tend to go into the promotions tab. And don't quote me on this, but it seems as though Gmail has cottoned on that people using MailChimp are generally businesses promoting their services. So to get around this, and if you're looking for a more advanced tool, also, uh, I suggest either GetResponse, which is a little bit cheaper, or Infusionsoft, which is a little bit more expensive and, and sophisticated. So, I mean, do your research, but these ones allow you to firstly map out the sequence, but you can also almost have if if sequences and create you know complex maps of user journeys and user flows. So what I mean by that is, let's say you send day one and someone doesn't open it. Instead of sending them to day two, you might want to send day one again, but with a different subject line. So you can get as creative as you want, as complex as you want in these tools, or you can still use them in a simple way like MailChimp. But from my experience, you can generally land emails from these two services uh, providers into the primary inbox more often. And why does this matter? Because you know, you, if people don't see your message, if they don't open it, then there's really no point in having sent it. So... Um, aim for primary every time. Very cool. Great. Well, I guess with that in mind, um, you know, are there any other thoughts that uh, that you'd like to share with the with the listeners? You know, I think maybe just the last thing is these nurture flows you can use for any stage of, of the customer cycle. So, you know, we've been speaking specifically about how to turn a lead into a paying customer, but you can also have an email series mapped out to, say, reactivate someone. So, you know, if a customer has not 
visited your website in six months, then potentially you want to have a flow where you try to re-engage them and talk about your new features and tell, say more testimonials and, and link them back or even make another free offer. So I think get creative about how you can use them. Yeah, I guess that's my last tip. Very cool. Great tips, Lauren. Amazing. Cool. So, I mean, thanks, Mark, for joining. And thanks to our listeners uh, for tuning in to the first 90 Days podcast. This audio and the customer nurture plan template that I mentioned can be accessed anytime through the Growth Academy blog. So tune in next week when we will be talking about customer acquisition. So now we've got a plan in place to capture leads and convert these leads to customers. We can start driving traffic. So we'll talk through how you can pick your advertising channels, techniques to build an effective and cost-effective campaign, and when you should double down on your acquisition efforts. So as always, think big, start small, and act fast.